Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In this episode, we get a little bit country with Ray and Belcher from the band Early Ray. We talk about his song Apple Pie, which is a reimagined country version of Warren's Cherry Pie. We talk his ties to Jamie Lane and the hair metal scene. We also discuss the parallels between hair metal and modern country, what really brought down hair metal, and if the big fun hits will ever come back to hard rock. Check it out. Well, Rayan, welcome to the 80s Glam Metal Cast. How you doing, brother? I am at the place I need to be. That's where I want to go. Let's go back to the 80s, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Where's the time machine, right? We'll, t- we'll take a ride right now. Dude, I'm ready. I'm so ready for that, man. I think we all are. But yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ready to go back to the 80s. So let's, let's, let's chat, man. I, I, know I'm, I know I'm not your typical probably guest. But uh, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, maybe we can connect the dots for, for some of your listeners and uh, check out what I'm doing and t- talk about some 80s. So let's, let's get into it. Awesome, brother. All right, well, hey, man, apple pie. Tell everybody about it. Cut them a slice of it. So I, I grew up an absolute nerd of the 80s, and I had a band uh, in L.A. in the late 90s, and we were I was managed by Avi Steinman, who also managed Jenny Lane, and a lot of people have heard that story. Um and so I got connected with Janie. I got the right with Janie. Just more of a student studying with a master kind of thing because I was like 21. And I got the right with Rick Steyer. I've written individually. I don't know if I'm one of the only, but I've gotten the right with both Chip and Donnie from Enough's Enough separately. Nice. I wrote with Jason Hook um, with a lot of cats. And, um, and I became friendly with a lot of those cats. And later on, I used Mike Raphael from the band Jailhouse and Matt Thor from the band Rough Cut to cut my early Ray record. And then during the process of that, I had met Stevie from Tough. I'm kind of going all over, but this is the story. When I was in a band called Wednesday 13, I was a bass player on his first uh, go-around with the solo band. And we became friendly. And he calls me one day and he goes, Hey, I know you're a Warrant fan, you Janie Lane guy. He's like, my buddy Billy, who played in Warrant, has this really great version of Cherry Pie, but he redid it for country, and he sent it to me. This was a few years ago, and I loved it. I was like, dude, I am the guy to do that song. (laughs) But for obvious reasons, they wanted a big-timer to do the song. And I told Stevie back then, and he agreed. I'm like, we'll get that song. It'll just take a while, because if if you're not a Sunset Strip dude, you can't pull off 80s music right. and and i and oddly i, I kind of qualify for both i'm a i'm a i'm a carolina guy but i grew up worshiping the sunset strip and i actually lived there and played there and and, then, and became completely inundated in the scene of those people in the 90s actually not in the 80s i wasn't there in the heyday but when the when so back in january I know I'm all over the place here, but January, I called Stevie. I said, hey, is that apple pie thing still around? Because I want to put out something new this year for my band. And he hit me back. He's like, yeah, whoever had a hold on it, I'm not sure if it was a Aldine or, you know, Toby Keith. Somebody had a hold on it, I think. But it got let go, 
And uh, he's like, yeah. So Billy called me. We talked. And I happened to be going to L.A. So I called Matt, from uh, who plays in Stephen Piercy's band as well, Rough Cut. He has a studio. It's fantastic. He actually recorded a lot of Warrant's later stuff. I called Matt and said, hey, I'm coming. Can you cut this vocal? It's, and he goes, yeah. You know, so we set up a time, and I went over, and I started cutting the vocal, and, uh, and he stopped it. He was just like, hey, dude is this what is this for and i said I, I don't know i just want to kick up something new for my for my band this year and i'm a big Janie lane fan i don't my opinion i don't i felt like he didn't get he hasn't gotten the love he deserved from that era in which i've seen change since apple pie come out not not taking all credit but i know i opened one of those windows mm-hmm. but a lot of people are celebrating the guy now and i wanted to i'm like i want to do this and i went over there and and, and matt was like Dude, I think it can be better than just the song. This sounds like a hit. And, you know, so he called Stevie. Stevie came over, and then I was going to shoot a video at the Rainbow the next day. They had hung my photo up at the Rainbow, and part of that club, you get to have the Rainbow to shoot if, you know, they don't have anything going on. So I was going to shoot a, a spot, and Stevie was like, dude, we should call Bobby to be in it. And, dude, coming from a kid from Carolina, when I was – 13 years old watching Cherry Pie, that was the last thing I thought I could pull off. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, and Stevie calls me back. He goes, what time are we doing it? I said, well, my guy's coming in at 1. He goes, she'll be there. And Bobby and I talked that night on the phone for a minute. She was, she came in. She wanted to be – she loved the idea. She she wanted to be a part of it and, and pay tribute as well. And she uh, – nothing but cool. Everybody asked me, like, what was it like? She was 100% pro, a sweetheart, and I couldn't have, could not have asked for her to be any cooler. She promoted it on her pages. She showed up and, and was everything, all the shots that my director wanted to get. She had no problem. And, um, and we put out the video about a month ago, and Billy came down from Warrant, came down, who also played in Quiet Riot. Shout out Frankie Benali. He also played in Quiet Riot for a little while. He came down and he was in the video. And we put it out a couple months ago, and the song is like an arena song. So it's, 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 we're waiting to kind of see how it's going to perform when people can actually be getting groups again, because it's a party song. It's not a uh, sit in your room and mellow out kind of song. So, so if you haven't heard it and you'd like Janie, you like Warren, check out Early Ray Apple Pie. That's the story. Yeah, man, I've been uh, I've been jamming on your stuff for about a week and a half, and. Uh... I'm loving it, man. Especially this one. I mean, apple pie has. I love all the puns, like lyric, the lyrical puns in the song. You know what I mean? How they take the original, but you know, give it that farming and country twist. It's funny, man, and and, and it's and it's fun. You know what I mean? I think that's what's missing in music, especially rock music now, is the fun. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's my mantra. Is I even say it on the record. It's like I'll you know forget politics. I'll let Bono save the world. Yeah. Which is, which is a Jesse James Dupree quote from from Jackal, but that's how I feel. I want I want to just do fun music and Billy. Shout out Billy again for for the song because he masterminded that whole thing from the lyrics to the arrangement. He's the guy who's shredding on it. Sounds it sounds killer. Um, but yeah, dude, it's it's if if you're an '80s fan and you listen to the record, you at least. You may not be a country fan, but I feel like you'll at least appreciate what I'm trying to do. 
just put out fun music. Yeah, and you know, and I, I like some of the other tracks too, like Where the Wild Things Are, uh, Lemonade. Once again, man, you got you got crunchy guitars. You know, you've got a, a cool voice. You know, a country voice on there. And uh, I, I don't know, man. It's like it's like a hybrid type of a music. So I think if you are a rock, a rock fan from the '80s, you could definitely get into this stuff. Well, you know, my opinion is that '80s metal, hair metal, is an easy thing to mess up if you don't do it with a level of authenticity and you don't understand the genre. Mm-hmm. And and my proof of that is the Motley Crue tribute that came out of Nashville about five years ago. It was filled with bricks. And because none of those, you could have put every one of those guys on a team, a trivia, 80s trivia, and I would have been happy to go against all of them. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, also and vice versa, when you see glam dudes try to be country, yep. they fall short because they're not really from the South. You know, they don't really understand the music. They, they understand what they, they've seen of it and they feel it and they appreciate it. But it's a hard thing to connect. So connecting country in Sunset Strip is really hard. And I really feel like at, at the end of the day, if you if you dig Sunset Strip or you dig country or you dig both, that you'll dig the record, you know. And I, I really tried to put a lot of sincere things in there, not just topical things of, you know, guns, you know, a lot of people name drop Guns N' Roses. I put a Guns N' Roses lyrics in there, mm-hmm. yep. that kind of thing, so... Has um, country radio embraced you, or h- how's that going? Well, the guy that runs iHeart, who is a friend of mine, plugged this single apple pie into rotation when it first came out, and it started to perform really well. And he calls me, and he was just like, you don't want to... He basically said put the hold on it until people could get together again. He said, mm-hmm. this is a bar anthem. He goes, it's getting really good feedback. And he goes, I would, I'd re-release it. So right now the song's out there, the CDs are for sale, but we're going to give it another push whenever the whenever people can get together again. It's, but yes, country played it and pushed it into the top 100 for a minute, and my buddy at the radio called and just advised to kind of chill until people could get together, and it made sense. It's the kind of song you'll hear you would hear at a football game, not not at a, a coffee shop. Yeah, and isn't it cool? That, uh, and, and this is this happens with any song that's a good song. It can go in any genre. You know what I mean? Like that's what, like you know, when you first hear it, like oh, a country version of Cherry Pie. I don't know. I don't know about that, man. And then you hear it, and you're like, oh yeah, it works because a great song works pretty much in any genre. Well, you, I got when this when this first came out, I got crushed because everybody thought it was a parody, and it, and be because they had never heard somebody take an 80s song and reimagine it like that. Mm-hmm. Not just cover it. A lot of people cover songs, but we took it and reimagined it. But then once it started to sink into people, I've been getting messages from people who go, you know, at first I didn't know what to think, but this is, this is really great. And, you know, it's a testament just how great of a writer Janie was. I think he has so many songs that could be, could cross genres and be a hit. I mean, yeah. hands down, he's my favorite writer from that era. And and I think, you know, Cherry Pie obviously was his biggest hit. And and as you hear it, there's literally zero trouble to go from rock to country with that song. No. So that's just a testament. Yep, you're right. Now, you also did Nothing But A Good Time, and, and that sounded pretty wicked, too. Thank you, man. That's actually Mike Raphael playing on that. Uh, Frank Wiltsey from the Sea Hags and Stephen Piercy's band played on it as well. Um, Matt played on it. 
I, I really tried to bring some Sunset Strip veterans to get that sound. Mm-hmm. I recorded it in L.A. And Poison is one of my favorite bands. I, it, look what the Cat Dragged In is a flawless record, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and one of the best of that era. And whenever we put the record out, I wanted to put a song out that was just a statement song. And Nothing But A Good Time was kind of that statement. It's like, I want to cover this song to let people know up front, we're not trying to disguise our love for metal with the Guns N' Roses song or a Def Leppard song. We're going to go right into the glamiest of glam bands and play Nothing But A Good Time. <laughs> and that's, and that was, that was the, that's why I picked that song. But thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. And what's funny is, is you know, when you when you you're moving around on Spotify, and and uh, it's funny how you were saying you were going all over the place. That's how my brain works. That my brain's all over the place. So after I listen to nothing but a good time, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna check out some of this country stuff that Brett Michaels has done because I I don't think I've ever listened to it. You know, so I'm listening to it, and this is after I heard your stuff, and I'm like, you know, and, and I don't. No disrespect, but it's, it kind of sounds forced to kind of the point that you were talking about before. And I didn't, I didn't really hear the passion when I heard him doing like a country song. I don't know what your thoughts are on it. but No, and, and the thing is, is nothing but love for Brett. He's one of my heroes. But again, unless you're really from that world, it's hard to connect. And it's hard to connect in Sunset Strip. Like what I was saying earlier about the Motley tribute is no disrespect. But right. I'm listening to it going, these people have no, they don't know the difference between Too Fast for Love and, you know, Wild Side. They just don't know. I can hear it. Right. And the same thing when I, when I hear some of the glam guys do country records, like the one I really thought sounded really forced to me, and I love this guy, so it's just my opinion, but Steven Tyler right, yeah. from Aerosmith, yeah. it, I just, his country record just was like, dude, I didn't get it. And I think I think there's, but here's the thing: he was uniquely qualified because he was from Boston to do a song with Run DMC, and it became a mega hit. He was qualified oh. because he had wrote a rap song with sure. Run, yeah. Walk This Way. Yep. So, so he was able to cross that genre flawlessly. So, props to him. I could not, but one thing I can do, I feel like, is cross the country and rock genre. So, it, both of those genres are hard to put your foot into. And um, and if here's the thing: if if Early Ray would have came out and I tried to put on, you know, put hair, big hair on and eyeliner and makeup. People would, do, you know, it, it almost that's a parody, right? But yes. somebody do it, do it, doing an honest interpretation of it in their own style, and just saying, "Hey, our mantra is fun." It's just, it's, it's a, it's, it's just the energy. It's just the soul of that genre. But you're right. I, I love Brett, but I didn't. His country record wasn't wasn't my favorite. No. And you know, uh, sometimes at work uh, they'll they'll play country, and then this is where I'll get my most of my exposure. And one day they were playing Keith Urban, and I think the song was "You Look Good in My Shirt." And here it is. I'm just sitting there, you know, taking it in, and I'm thinking, this is just a pop song with some twang. You know what I mean? Like that. This is. I feel like that's, that's what modern country is. You know what I mean? It it, it basically one hundred percent. Yeah, dude. dude I, what I'll tell you, and, and a lot of people are shocked to hear this. You remember, if you close your eyes, what it's like to be at a Poison Warrant show, right? Like mm-hmm. a Motley Crue show. Just the energy of the fun and no, everybody's getting along. You remember that. The only place you really can find that outside of those people's shows are at country shows. Right. No, I see go, it. I go, see to it. A, go to a modern country show. People are tailgating. They're drinking. They're meeting, you know, if you want to meet a girl or a guy, whatever you want to do, people are out there hooking up in trucks it just it's just the energy of fun you know what i mean it's just yeah. it's it, so if if you want to experience that and you can't get that wherever you're at 
just go tailgate at a country show, a modern country show. It's it like it, it's unbelievable how much I when I'm at one of those shows, I feel it. I'm like, this is the same energy. These 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 people just want to have fun. Yeah, and then, you know, to piggyback off that, then I'm realizing that modern country is really just pulling the same trick as 80s hair metal. Basically, that was just pop with crunchy guitars and some screams, and now it's like, it's kind of... Country's kind of figured out what rock figured out back in the 80s, and they've been successful with it, and there's money behind it, you know what I mean? And it's it's going great for it. I mean, God bless them. Yeah, I mean, fun is never bad, and country has been trying to figure out the, how to mesh the eighties with modern country for a long time. They just can't find the right artist to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm hoping this cover of apple pie or cherry pie into apple pie opens some doors for us whenever, because right now we're kind of in a holding pattern until COVID right. is lifted. You know, I think that we, we are a great band to really kind of bring those genres together, but yeah, country for a while has been like the fun music like check your brain at the door mm-hmm. leave all your politics and your problems in the car bring whatever money you got because somebody's going to buy you a drink and somebody's going to ask you to dance and, and you're going to have a good time tonight come on in and that's what it used to be like at the cat house in the 80s right you know, it's yeah the same the same energy and you're right it, it, they just put violins that's a trick i figured out <laughs> two years ago when i started this band is they just put violins on glam rock songs yeah that's really what it is <laughs> Exactly. You know, and then honestly, when I was writing all these ideas out, they just kept going. So I'll keep I'll keep building on what I'm what I'm talking about here. So the next thought I started to have was, okay, did grunge really destroy rock to the sense that it, it kind of put a serious spin on rock? And I don't know if rock has ever recovered. When you really think about it, when have we had a big fun rock song? You know, since the 80s or early 90s, there hasn't been one. And I almost wonder, like, did, even though grunge, you know, was just like a different version, you know, it was still the same kind of stuff, videos, concerts, but I don't think anything's ever been the same since. It hasn't been as fun. Well, I have a unique theory on why glam rock ended, and it's, people think I'm either completely right or completely wrong, but (laughs) I don't think, I don't think grunge rock was a result of glam rock, like a backlash. I think the the third. I think there was an honest beginning to gun, grunge rock with Nirvana, Soundgarden, and a few of those bands. But the bands that came after them were all old glam bands. But what killed off glam was Axl Rose committed murder suicide with November Rain mm. because he took that genre and put a choir, orchestra. Mm-hmm. He he made a movie out of the video. Nobody could. He set the bar so high with that. He wanted in my opinion, to shove it up to all those people's asses that didn't believe in him. <laughs> and he, he did it because think about it. When has Guns N' Roses ever reached November Rain fame? No. Since. No. They haven't had a song. November Rain, the band on the Sunset Strip go, I can't compete with that. I can't make a freaking movie out of a music video. I can't get a, a symphony and an orchestra. But what I can do is get a pair of flannels and some jeans at Walmart and just look at the stage instead of rocking out. I can do that. Mm-hmm. And it, it it almost said, I think November Rain was the end of glam rock. And people will argue with me, but Guns N' Roses has been chasing November Rain since November Rain. Right. But the last fun, but you're right, the last fun, real fun party song, God, you have to look at the late 80s. Right. You know, Thunderstruck, um, yep. yeah. Dr. Feel Good, 
That kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, money talks, maybe. Yeah, the, I mean, some of those late, yeah. you know, uh, late '80s, early '90s. You know, and then I started thinking about something like, uh, and, and cherry pie is very similar in a lot of respects to like Kiss. Let's put the X in sex. So a lot of people now will say, oh, Kiss will, will cringe over that song, right? But when you think about it, it's a fun song, and I bet a country artist could do a song something like that because it's a lot of fun, tongue-in-cheek stuff. But for some reason, like you said, you're, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. Rock got too highbrow, I think, at a certain point. Yeah, it, 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 and I will make this promise to you since you've been kind enough to let me on, on your podcast and promote my stuff. If we get lifted from COVID, I'm going to put a version of "Let's Put the X and Sex into Our Set" and send you a video. <laughs> awesome. That's a great. That's a great. That's a great idea. And you know what? That song doesn't make me cringe because you're right. It's just a fun, dumb song. And you know how many people probably got laid to that song in the '80s, like at, at the concert. You right. know, like, hey, I don't know. What about you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> What's your name? You're like that song is that song made a difference? There's probably babies people walking this earth because of that song so I'll, i will i will take that challenge sir awesome that's a great that's a, that's a great analogy yeah you're right and maybe cherry pie was the last one i don't know yeah. was it was that the last big fun song it, it could be man it really could be so i guess it's just fitting that apple pie is out today to try to reclaim some of this fun yeah that's the whole idea is just to pay tribute to Janie to 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 do the song in the country style and if you like the if you like the energy of the 80s, you'll like Early Ray. Uh, the CD, Stevie printed CDs, um, and he has them on Amazon and eBay. And it, I just tell people, if you say you don't have one of those, you're lying. And so it's 11 bucks. So if you want to be able to show kids what it's like to have a CD, because there's a lot of people who don't even know what it's like to have the full musical experience that we did with cassettes and records and mm. CDs. And, um, you know, so I want people to have that again. And, and Stevie put a lot of effort into the packaging and making sure all the T's were crossed and the I's were dotted. Everything was great. It's, it's just, you know, I I really feel like if nothing else, if I connect with those, with the 80s fans and, and help them, you know, have fun again. And at the end of the video, a friend of mine named Stacy, uh, Stacy Kelly said this, and I think it's true. And you may, if you saw the video, you'll know the part. But at the end of the video, when Bobby Brown winks, it's like time goes backwards. Oh, and right, because that's from the original, even, yeah, yep. Even for a second. Is, so watch the video, if nothing else, and just, you know, watch Bobby reprise her role as the Cherry Pie Girl, and she'll throw you a wink at the end, and it just hits you right in that 80s rock heart, you know. <laughs> So, man, you mentioned Poison as one of your favorite bands. You mentioned Warren. Who are some of the other uh, glam rock heroes? Uh, Motley Crue. Yeah. I don't know if Kiss is glam rock, but Kiss, you know, it certainly. I, I liked 80s Kiss. Um, Faster Pussycat. I liked Tough a lot. I liked, God, who all did? I liked that. So many bands, man. I liked Kicks. I liked Great White. I had everything, man. I was one of those kids that every every square inch of my wall were, were metal edge pinups. Mm-hmm. So me too. I would go get the I'd go get the new cassettes or the new CDs every week, every Friday, and um, so many Pretty Boy Floyd from that era. I, I really liked their first record a lot. I oh, think yeah. most of us did. Britney Fox. I mm-hmm. liked that first record a lot. Yep. Um, love hate. Love those guys. You know. I, I was such a, a, a nerd for that genre. There was very few records that I didn't like from that era. But the band that I, I think people, I, there's two bands that I really like that that 
do get a lot of credit, but I thought should have been bigger with Faster Pussycat and London Choir Boys. Those were my yeah. two bands that when I talk glam, I can tell if people are real fans if they know those bands. <laughs> One I'm really obsessed with and that some people know and some people don't is Lillian Axe. Always been huge into Lillian Axe. Uh, uh, oh, poetic justice. I love Lillian. Yeah, yeah. It's good yeah. stuff, man. Good stuff. So when you talk about Kiss, man, that's my favorite band. So you got to tell me, what's your favorite Kiss album? Man, that's tough. Um, I think Kiss, Kiss is like a, a, a meal. This is like a Paul Stanley quote. But there's like, <laughs> there's, there's the appetizers. There's certain records that feel like appetizers. There's certain records that have a lot of meat on the bones. And there's certain records that sound like nothing but sugar. I'd say out of the early records, the, the first record, and Dress to Kill um, were my two favorites from the early era. The 80s era, Lick It Up, and I really liked, I liked Animal Eyes. A lot of people didn't like Animal Eyes, but I did. I liked Lick It Up, Animal Eyes, and, and I, hands down, probably my favorite Kiss, this Kiss record is Revenge. Revenge is great. A lot of people will, will think that's crazy, but Alive was my favorite, but Revenge is, is such a good record. I don't know. It's between those two. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I'm always flip-flopping. I mean, I think for the classic ones, Rock and Roll Over is a, ki- a killer one. And I, I do like Dress to Kill. And then I, I, I love the poppy stuff like Dynasty and Unmasked. And uh, Creatures of the Night is always going to be one of my faves. And, and Revenge, too. So, I mean, there's just so many cool albums from Kiss. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is Kiss is one of those bands, is, as long as you don't try to take it too serious, you can really enjoy all their music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the Gene, even... Even Gene Solo record, which to me was him trying to write Rocky Horror Picture Show. I thought that was that. It, 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 I think Gene was trying to write a musical. Mm-hmm. And I think the rest of the guys were trying to show uh, Peter that they could have another hit because it was just ballad heavy except for Ace's record. Mm-hmm. But I even, I, if you can suspend disbelief, you can enjoy any Kiss record, even the Elder. You know, that's probably my <laughs> least favorite, but I can still rock out, you know. Um, but I'm, I'm a Kiss nerd, so it, it's hard to get me to... There is no last place, I think, for Kiss records for me. Uh, another thought I had that popped up when you were kind of mentioning all the glam bands, and, you know, at that point, it was a movement. You know, rock was a movement. And a lot of times today, people say... Some people say rock is dead, and some people say, no way, rock isn't dead. I don't think rock is dead, but I think rock is dead as a movement. You know what I mean? That that That's what we need. We don't need... Slipknot having a number one record, just Slipknot. You know, it's great that they had it, but there's it's not right. a movement. It's not a bunch of bands getting promoted, promoting each other, building each other up. You know, that, that we just we need that movement for for hard rock. I think. Well, one interesting fun tidbit um, you mentioned Slipknot. Uh, I was in the Wednesday Thirteen band. I told you, and we did some shows with them in Europe. And their after parties used to be nothing but eighties Kiss. Mm, nice. Th- that's all you can play. So there's a little fun tidbit for for metal fans, but. I agree. I tell people all the time, I think the last real scene in music, in rock and roll, the real scene was grunge. Right. But grunge grunge was just, if you think about it, grunge had about a three to four year life. Yeah, where sure. 80s, had 80s metal started with Van Halen and Kiss, in my opinion, back in the mid to late 70s. Mm-hmm. And it lasted all, all the way through to 91. So I think the last great rock and roll scene not punk rock, not, you know, the pop rock UK invasion, not the Laurel Canyon, you know, the birds and Tom Petty and all that. I love all that stuff. But I think the last great movement 
that they had magazines about, like Metal Edge, and they would put out video, had a video show dedicated to, none of, they didn't have video shows dedicated to, you know, uh, singer-songwriter on MTV. No. They had Headbangers Ball, and I think that's why the la- I think the last great rock and roll era was the 80s rock. What do you think it would take to get it to come back? Because everybody's always like, oh, it's going to come back. My opinion, it's not going to come back by older artists. It has to be new artists, but there's got to be some money behind it, and, and I think that's what's lacking. Yeah, I you know, it's, it's hard because I think the era of the era of I don't think that generation could exist with that much energy as they had in being wild and crazy and reckless today. No, without somebody getting upset, it's just it's just you know put out girls, girls, girls today, and people will be burning buildings down. You know, it's just <laughs> it's crazy. So it's to answer your question, yeah, it would take a. It, you know what solves all problems it, are hit songs. You get a young band that can write songs and get money behind them, and they can bring it back, but you have to bring back the lifestyle bands. Like, Molly Crew gave you a lifestyle. Right. That's when I argue Molly Crew versus Rat. Rat didn't give me the lifestyle. Right. And, but I talked to Britt Pinella from Blackboard Jungle about this. He and I had a great conversation, and he said the same thing. Molly Crew gave me the lifestyle. Guns N' Roses gave me the lifestyle. Poison gave me the lifestyle, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's we need a band that gives you the lifestyle, that backs it up, you know, that has the hit songs. Because in the eighties, was separated the acts were just hit songs. Exactly. Poison was on top because of songs. Def Leppard because of songs, yep. you know, and yep. you know, I, I think it could, but I think it would take, it would be a harder thing to execute in the in the climate that in the optics that people use today. Yeah. Well, hey, this has been awesome talking about all this stuff with you. What do you want to say to all the people that have been supporting you all these years? Oh, man, thanks to everybody for tuning in. Um, I really appreciate you for having me on. And um, earlyray.com, E-A-R-L-Y-R-A-Y.com. We have a CD called Apple Pie on Amazon and eBay right now. You have one of those or your line. And uh, ex- experience what it's like to get a full CD again. Um it's chock full of 80s references for all you 80s geeks and it's fun hard rock guitars and there's some good videos out if you go to the early ray channel on youtube we have a few videos out and the apple pie video just hit last month so if you haven't seen that you want to see bobby brown make her return to show all the glam rock people she's still kicking it she looks better than ever check out the video all right brother thanks so much have a great night thank you man well that was a great discussion with ray and You gotta check out my channel. I don't know if you've noticed, I've been posting a lot of mini clips. They're like the 80s glam metal's greatest hits. So scroll down and check those out. My next full episode podcast will be with the one and only Tammy Down from Faster Pussycat. So here's what you should be doing next. Number one, subscribe. Number two, rock on!